NBA radio show, man to man. We locked in tonight, baby. <laughs> What's good, everybody? Welcome back to man to man, the best NBA show. We bring the latest topics around the NBA. This is your co-host, Andy Elliott, alongside your co-host, Liam, the hoop star. Now, hoop star, talk to me, brother. How's it going? We were talking before this. You went to a bar. You got kicked out or something. Curfew. You couldn't drink another beer. What's going on? Yeah, I went to a bar to watch the, the Lakers game last night and, it, you know, the Closing early, and I tried to order a beer 15 minutes before close time. What's what's and, the go-to beer? Oh, of course it's Bud Light by now. Everybody ah, should know this. Sign this, sponsor this man, baby. Sponsor <laughs> him up, coach. It's definitely Bud Light. And she said, no, I can't give you another beer. And I had to tell her, I said, if you, if you really need me to, I can cast the beer in about 30 seconds. That ain't no problem. You uh, know? I don't know. I don't know. You drinking on anything tonight? What you, what you got, a little, uh, a little Nitsky over there? Yeah, a little whiskey. All right, well, well, um, you know, good stuff. All right, yeah, they got the curfew (laughs) everywhere now. We can't really do anything. Uh, At least give it to 11, right? Like, the curfew just, like, 10 is, like, a little little bit. Like, 9.45, I used to not go out in Knoxville until, like, fucking 11.30, so. Right. Uh, it's it's weird. Out. It's the, the cool trend is just going to people's houses and hanging out and, and then also crying yourself to sleep. So listen, this is man to man. Appreciate everyone tuning into our show. You're listening to man to man on dash radios, nothing but net channel, all things basketball, dude. The title of our show today is called to boycott or to play. And we'll explain why here in just a second. Before we do begin our episode, we did have some disheartening news this past week as Chadwick Bozeman known as the role known for his role uh, and Black Panther has died after a four-year battle with colon cancer, according to a post on his Twitter account. Uh, the post basically said that the actor, who also played different Black icons, such as James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, and Jackie Robinson, died uh, in his home with his wife and family. We also want to take a moment to highlight the life of the great Cliff Robinson. Uh, we do extend our heartful, uh, heartfelt condolences to both families and loved ones. Uh, on top of that, we got merch. We got second launch merch. Pretty cool shirts. I don't know. Hoop. They're cool. Um, they're, they're running low. So we, we're getting pictures of people kind of hyping up the Instagram a little bit. Super cool stuff. Um, so, yeah, if, if you guys want some merch or something, we're running low. Um, hit up one of the man-to-man boys. Come on. We got you. Hey, speaking of merch, shout out to Yaz Apparel. We got to do it to him, Hoop. Uh, you know, they got they got the most exclusive, hottest streetwear available on the market, most exclusive, fresh, trendy items, including different color set hoodies, T-shirts, and more that fit every day in your, uh, in your everyday attire. NBA players like Jackson Hayes has a Yaz hoodie in his arsenal. And, hey, every item sold, they donate clothing to the homeless. It's a win-win. You look good. You do it for good cause. Uh, plus, everything at the checkout is 50% off. That's yazapparel.club. Go check them out. We'll throw the link in the script. A little recap of last week before I shut up. Uh, we zoomed in and analyzed all games in the first week of the NBA playoffs. My prediction of the Blazers upsetting the juggernauts L.A. Lakers team obviously didn't turn out great as LeBron added on to his first round winning streak, modifying his resume to 14-0. and 0. Uh, We talked about how the Pacers, Nets, and 76ers were the first team to be tossed in a pan, boiled to the brim. And uh, hello, are you hungry? Because those teams got motherfucking cooked out there, boy. Uh, sent outside the playoffs. They didn't win a single game. Shout out Pacers. You guys are ass. Uh, we went in some, uh, some other little knickknacks here and there. Uh, but this week, it looked a lot different, right, Hoop? So what do we got on the agenda? Well, first and foremost, I do just want to, you know, second what you're saying. Condolences to the Bosman and Robinson family. I know they created a large impact for, you know, the young black Americans all over the country as well. As you know, Andy and I, um, they will be remembered forever. You know, you got to remember – Every day is not given to you. So, you know, just keep that in mind. But this week, you know, was a pivot point for the NBA and especially professional sports just in North America in general. Right. But Mm -hmm. on this week um, agenda, we will go into the uh, the events leading up um, to why the, the Milwaukee Bucks boycotted the game five initially against Orlando Magic. What the NBA has decided to do in regards of those next steps for Black Lives Matter movement and the social injustice. 
We'll go into Man to Man Worthy, of course. We'll keep it moving. And then we'll cap off our episodes with some upcoming predictions with round two in the playoffs, along with our, of course, Pacer Nation segment. Yep. Highlight the firing of our coach. Mr. I don't, I don't know if we're going to have a Pacer segment anymore. I'm, <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Just getting rid of the whole team and, and rebuilding. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess we got a little bit to talk about there. But let's start with this elephant in the room, okay? The, the NBA boycott. After, you know, the shooting of Jacob Blake last week, the Raptors and the Celtics were scheduled to start this round two of the playoffs. But quickly, these rumors spread that they were intending to boycott the game. The rumor began when the Raptors head coach Nick Nurse kind of heard some some chitter-chatter, some talking amongst these players yep. uh, that they, they were thinking about going home. And, and Fred Van Vliet, he came out with a statement I mean, that may or may not have been, I guess, appropriate choice of words, but I'll quote it here for a second, and I'll get your thoughts on this. At the end of the day, if we're going to sit here and talk about making a change, then at some point we are going to have to put our nuts on the line and actually put up something to lose rather than just money and our visibility. I guess I'll start with the question to get this ball rolling a little bit. Do you think Van Vliet was this initial guy to, you know, start talking about not playing? And what are your initial thoughts on this statement that came out early, early? Uh, it's a week? good question, Hoop. And you know how I love your questions. I admire them all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, here's where I'm at with everything. I think that the message for the Black Lives Matter movement for the players was getting a bit overlooked and shadowed. A lot of the players had concerns of even going into the bubble at first, you know, so um, because it would take away from their work that they could do in their own communities surrounding the issues at hand. Uh, I think that's really what they were realizing being away from not only their community, but also their families or loved ones as well. I think there's a combination of not enough attention and not enough action is what the players were overall thinking. Uh, but then that next day, we get a notification, right, that the Orlando Magic have left the court in pregame with about four minutes left uh, until that game against the Bucks. Uh, and then shortly after, we get another notification saying the Bucks just said, nah, we ain't doing it, bro. <laughs> um, so uh, NBA executives were pretty much outside the Bucks locker room. They weren't allowed inside. No one kind of knew what was going on at the moment. The, the Bucks players made this decision in the wake of the Jacob Blake shooting uh, that happened in Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin, which is very close to home for the Bucks. Um, you know, and during this time, the Bucks were reportedly inside this locker room. They were on a conference call with the Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin. That's funny. Uh, Attorney General Josh Kalud, yeah, Colin, I don't know his name. The Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes influencing uh, the Wisconsin state's legislator to reconvene after months of quote unquote inactions about anything um, regarding the call. Barnes, the lieutenant said they wanted uh, they wanted something tangible that they could do in the short and long term. And they said that walking out, not playing, boycotting would be step one. Right. And I think the, the shooting being so close, you know, for home for the Bucks kind of, you know, became more sentimental to a point that they wanted to be the, the ones to do something about this. And, you know, after the decision by the Bucks, we see that the rest of the NBA pretty much followed in suit. Game fives, all Rockets, Thunder, Lakers, Blazers, all game fives for that day um, were postponed and rescheduled. The decision to stay in that locker room was led by none other than George Hill, Sterling Brown, and, of course, Giannis. I feel like he had to sign off on it if it was going to yeah. go through. Right. And the NBA owners and, you know, front office didn't even know that this was going to come, you know, this, this wave of boycotts coming from the players. I don't know. They didn't even know it was coming. So I like that fact, you know, that they didn't really even know that it was coming. Right. But this was, like I said, a pivot point for the NBA. And we saw other leagues, you know, kind of follow suit that day in the following days as well, such as the NHL, the MLB, NFL. They all decided to either not practice or even play their games. We got the WNBA following suit as well. Shout out to the sisters out there in uh, yep. the WNBA. But that night, you know, every NBA player was invited to join this bubble meeting, as they're, they're calling it now, kind of to discuss how would they, you know, proceed in these initial boycotts before, you know, a pack team. They were all in the hotel ballroom at Disney, and they 
had this discussion and it was pretty much centered around whether ultimately to to, to continue these playoffs or right. to end the season right down this spot. If you were a player, I want to I want to ask you this because I have my thoughts as well. But if you were a player, what would you be feeling going into this meeting? What would you think about this situation? Do you even think finishing this season would be the right move? What What would your first initial thoughts of going into a meeting like this? At, at this point, I mean, this was pretty surprising to not only the the top dogs and owners and execs and everybody else. It was surprising, like you said, to just other teams because they were tweeting about it. They're like, oh, shoot, let's, let's go, dude. Hell yeah, someone took a stand. Uh, but yeah, at, at this point, there was pretty much no telling what the future might hold for the rest of the playoffs. Emotions were raw. Players were already worn out of the bubble environment prior to the Jacob Blake shooting. And for all we know, at this point, the season is jeopardy, right? So big speakers in the media obviously were Chris Paul, uh, VP of the MB, MBPA, Andre Godala, Kyle Korver, uh, head coach from the Clippers, Doc Rivers. We saw Doc get emotional for one of the post games. Um, players spoke passionately about voting and police reform. We've been talking about this whole time. And, and there was a sense for, uh, from some players and coaches that if owners don't come up with something that makes them believe staying will help uh, move these important issues forward, then the season, like I said, would be final. That's pretty much where they were at at this point that night. The Clippers and the Lakers were two teams um, voting more on the side of, hey, let's not do it. Let's just stop. It was more to, of a poll rather than a vote. But uh, Woj did come out and talk about those teams, how they felt about the whole situation. Um, some questioned, some even questioned the Bucks' abrupt decision and, and wanted an explanation as to why they made the decisions uh, independently. But Jalen Brown for the Boston Celtics in that meeting kind of stood up and said, the Bucks don't need to explain any, anything to anybody. Fuck, yeah, like I support everything they did. Uh, I'll ask you this, Hoop. Do you think the Bucks needed – the rest of the league's approval or, you know, they needed to tell anybody before they, they did this boycott. No. And, and I'll say this, I think for me, it really wasn't a question of letting the other teams know like what was going on. Um, but what the outcome would be in those next steps and refocusing this message behind the boycott in the first place, if the bucks felt that they needed to do this because you know, it happened in Milwaukee area then they had, you know, if they had and they needed no explanation for continuing what they were going to do that day. So I kind of am on with uh, with Jalen Brown on this one because moving forward throughout that next week, we see all these meetings that took place to plan these next steps. The NBA scheduled a, you know, a special board of governors meeting um, on Thursday morning as well as that uh, next NBA players um, meeting as well kind of, you know, at the same time as that government meeting to kind of get what the, the players were thinking at those at that time as well. Um, and then we, we see even more, you know, before the playoff games were officially even postponed, um, we have these meetings that were held with two players per team with those NBA owners to see what was going to, you know, actually come of this. What, what do we actually do and put in place to continue and after all these meetings, you know, took place, there was kind of this optimism and uh, a, ma a majority of these players wanting to con continue the playoffs, continue, you know, sending out their message. And that's pretty much what the players decided. They, they decided to resume the playoffs. Um, but the big question is what actually came of this, these, these meetings um, and what, what really, you know, came of all this? Do you, Right. What do we so that's, that's the biggest question. It's like, all right, you boycott for two days. What did you really accomplish? It, this whole thing is playing basketball. We talked about it before. You know, the guys didn't want to go in. Some guys opted out because, yes, they would think it would be a distraction. And now it kind of was starting to become a distraction. And unfortunately, we got another guy getting shot for us to talk about this whole thing again. So, yeah, the question is, what is accomplished with the boycott? The NBA and the National Basketball Players Association have agreed to resume the playoffs, like you said, with the following commitments. Number one, establish a social justice coalition featuring reps from players, coaches, and governors. Number two, convert team arenas into voting locations for 2020 general election. And number three, create advertising spots and playoff games that promote civic engagement in local and national elections 
out of these three key solutions who for enchant for imposing uh change for social injustice which one stands out the most to you i think i think that 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 second one that you mentioned of opening up the their arenas for this general election in 2020 what am i gonna do in tennessee no nba team here bro hey, going, but- uh, the indianapolis for a sec I'm just saying, I think opening that, that's a very centralized location for most of these bigger cities. It's very easy access. And that's the biggest message that we've been seeing around the NBA is we have to vote. If you really want change to come and you think change needs to happen in certain you know, areas of the government, your biggest you know, power is to go out and vote. And if right. that's what's needed, then opening up these arenas for these um, you know, these people of America to go vote and make it easy for them. That's what they should do. And if you want, even want to go to the next, you know, step forward and giving them even more of an incentive or more of like a reason why their vote matters, have the NBA players show up during election day, you know, right. have a block off a, cool. a, a, a time period that's blocked off and say, Hey, my, our players are going to be here for, this amount of time this play is going to be and we'll see a good you know a good showing for you know these these voters to come out and vote i think that's the most you know influential you know option i yeah. also like the advertising as well i got to say the advertising it gets out to a lot of people a lot of people are watching sports they want sports on tv right now so that's a good one too but i'm i'm going to stick with you know having the the, the arenas open um, the only question that I think I, I thought of right now is was the the boycotting and taking the two nights off an accomplishment for this NBA um, league to you or what are yeah. your thoughts? I, Another great question, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's kind of what I was mentioning before with the whole distractions and coming in and now they're asking about you know, but it just kind of drifted away. Everything kind of drifted away when basketball started to happen and, and first rounds were getting intense. And and that's I like to use this analogy. The reason the NBA stopped playing sports is is almost like me or me or you growing up and, and we want to go outside or we haven't done the chores yet humanity hasn't done its job yet. We haven't done our job yet in America to protect black people specifically in social injustice and police reform needs to, needs to improve. So the NBA guys, I mean, they do a lot for us, man. They, they create sports for us. We fucking bet on sports all the time, you know, and they, they're like, nah, we're not doing this. We work hard, especially we worked so hard to get into the bubble. We got back into shape, game shape two weeks into that preseason in the bubble, we get tested every single day. The tests are pretty uncomfortable, but God, they're probably used to it by now. They're stopping, dude. We're not, we're not going to give you that if we don't get social injustice or social justice, excuse me. So that's kind of where I, I compare it at. And, and it did stop pretty much. The NBA has been badass to where, you know, they stopped the whole um, suspension uh, or stopped playing in, in COVID right when COVID hit. And then every other league followed it. Right. Pretty much we saw the same thing. They stopped playing games. They boycotted. All the other NBA teams were behind it. They backed it up. Like you said, MOB, NHL, hockey, WNBA, they all did the same thing. We can get all the organizations coming together, especially the organizations who are predominantly white. Like the NHL came out with some badass statements with, you know, white guys talking. And, and that's what we need in MOB and, and other leagues. If we can all combine these and we have these other organizations and not just the players, we not just the players, we're – putting an emphasis on that but the owners right the owners getting involved coming together putting in next steps not just the nba but the nba like i said is badass to the point where they they um they create they're pretty much a role model for other organizations so that's what it accomplished everyone won in this boycott it it started continuous conversation actions instead of words and putting the people of power in a place to start making decisions and changes we're talking governors lawmakers and senators etc etc I agree. I think that's the biggest thing that I saw that come about is that instead of just these words like Black Lives Matter on the floor and the the sayings on the back of the jersey, those are just words. And I think you nailed it in saying these are we're we're getting action now. We're getting mm-hmm. action in in what to do next and how to to help change this instead of just these words because right. 
without without action, these words are meaningless. And that's why we keep seeing, you know, people, you know, and, and black people getting shot for no reason to an extent. So yeah. I, I think it's, I think it was good for the NBA. It was good that to see that they did all this and, and it turned out how it did. Kudos again for the NBA to be that front, you know, front person and front league to, to start something that needed to be done in my right. eyes. So I, I applaud the NBA. I'm glad that I can sit here. I'm going to go ahead and give them a namaste hoop. I don't right. know about namaste you. to you. Nah, namaste. I, Cause I appreciate that. I'm the, I can sit here and talk about the NBA doing something and being a leader. Yeah. So yeah. now that we do have some NBA on the TV, yeah, we got NBA back. I was what happened. We knew it was going to happen. Come on. Let's actually, you know, take a look around the NBA and catch sure. you up on some, um, uh, some things that happened around the league since these games have resumed. I'll start it out with the the Bucks and the Magic. The Bucks Ooh. take care of the Magic um, four to one, and then they're going to be facing these Miami Heat that took care of our fucking Man, those, Pacers. Those guys are good. We got cooked. <laughs> we got cooked hard. Right. Uh, let's just let's just go down and say who do you have in this series winning do you have the heat or the bucks tell me what you got here. Uh, i got heat wait psych i think the heat can hold their own but i got okay. bucks and six uh okay. milwaukee has consistently been considered a favorite to come out of the conference however i will say however however miami has found success against the bucks the heat won two of the three regular season matchups including an impressive 105 89 victory on march 2nd as any as if anybody really remembers that anyways but i'm just spitting out facts here we're shooting the shit Giannis and the bucks no they can't afford to come out with um, this like middling intensity they got to come out they got to be focused they dropped their first playoff game against the magic orlando simply you know didn't didn't have enough talent and depth to truly challenge milwaukee but guess what the miami heat do they're cooking right now um the key to winning this series for the bucks is the big number 24.2 Milwaukee opponents took 24.2 shots per game in the restricted area during the regular season. That's the lowest figure in the NBA, and they hit 55.2% of those shots. Also, the lowest figure in the NBA. The Bucs have turned the paint into this no-fly zone. The Bucs do a tremendous job of eliminating dunks and layups. Van Adebayo right there in the paint. He's just waiting for you, brother. You're not getting past him. I'm sorry. Um, but the question is whether guys like Drogic, Robinson, Jake Crowder, Tyler Hero, a little pretty boy over there, Kelly Olenek, can hit these open and semi-contested shots because, trust me, they'll be there. They're just not going to let anything in, in the, that, that paint, that no-fly zone. Right. I think I think I, I have the Bucks as well. I think that's an easy easy pick for me. Um, the only thing I, I see from the Heat is they do shoot a lot. You know, they have – like you mentioned, they have Tyler Hero, they got Duncan Robinson. They can they can light it up when they want to because I saw it firsthand with the Pacers. They come out and just start shooting it, and yeah. if those come in and they start hitting, we see the Bucks kind of if they get punched in the mouth early, they kind of take a step back. And yeah. I think that the Heat have that you know tendency to be able to do that, but at the end of the day, Giannis they have no answer for him. I don't know who's gonna guard. Giannis on the heat. If you try to get Bam on there, I think Giannis is just too quick for Bam. Yeah. If you try to put like a an Iguodala on him, who knows? He could probably slow him You're down. You're gonna have to put multiple bodies on Giannis. Like right. Bam, it's it's shown that Bam can guard Giannis. He's on this chart I was looking at. I don't know how they fucking do this, but Bam's he can guard him a little bit, apparently. 36.4% he can guard him, something like that. <laughs> okay. They're gonna have to put multiple bodies on the guy. Yeah, they're gonna have to. Beat. They're going to have to shadow Giannis all over the court. And that just leaves, you know, the Bucks open shooters. You know, they got Kyle Korver. Yeah. They got some They got some people Wesley that can shoot. Matthew. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing about the Bucks, too. The Bucks, the reason why they have so much success is because their big men think they're like fucking three-point shooters. And they kind of are. I don't know how the hell they hit them at the time, but they do. Brooke Lopez right. setting up woodshot. He thinks mellow over there. You know, setting up yeah. woodshot, hitting threes. That's how they create so much uh, space on the floor for him. George Hill, do your thing. Giannis at the point. I don't know. Drive, dribble, drive. Corver, Brooke, fucking Lopez <laughs> on the other aisle. This, this, right. Well, let's 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 take a, a look around. Keep going around the NBA real quick. No, it's okay. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, bro. <laughs> I, I know you like the Bucks. I know you could talk about the Bucks all night, but let's uh, <laughs> let's keep uh, keep it moving here. Um, 
But so next series, we got the Lakers and the Blazers. I'm sorry about your Blazers taking yeah, no, that. It's L. all good, bro. We don't, yeah, you're good, bro. I won't, good. I won't rub it in there on that one. Uh, they no go Dame down on that last game, bro. No Dame. <laughs> they go down four to one. They'll, uh, you know, face the winner against the, the Rockets and the Thunder. Houston came out today. Sorry, this is Sunday night. Came out on Sunday with a big win in game five. They take yep. that series lead of three to two. Yep. Who do you got winning this OKC? Uh, you got winning. Yeah. I got Rockets. You know, I got, I got your hot take. All right. You got okay. Rockets going all the way. I'm with you on first I just, round. At least. I was just making sure you still got the Rockets winning. Yeah, they got, I just want they you got to... fucking cooked last game, man. I had some money on that game. The guy <laughs> scored 80 points in a whole ass game. NBA players, bro. Donovan Mitchell, you got to hit that shot, brother. Um, yeah, now Rockets, Rockets. Okay. Good. I was just making sure you're still on board here. Know what's good for you. I'm on board. I'm bored with you. Namaste to you, my brother. All right. Um, So then we see that the Clippers and Mavs as well on Sunday, their series come to a close. Um, Clippers take care of the Mavericks in game six, 111, 297. Kawhi kind of turned his switch on. Um, He led the the team with uh, 33 and 14 rebounds. Again, hey, that, hey, I'll tell you what, you got them AAA batteries that Doc got them. You know, Christmas they're working, huh? My guy. They're working, aren't they? Yeah, beep, um, boop, bop type shit. This is a type beat. Beep, boop, bop type beat. <laughs> biggest thing I see from this is that the Mavs were kind of struggling with injuries all through this series. It was tied up at 2-2. And then pretty much Clippers said, forget about it. Yeah, um, they usually do that. Right. Um, so the Clippers will face the winner of the Jazz and Nuggets. Like I've been, I just said, we, this is Sunday night. We record live on Sunday nights. So this Jazz and Nuggets game is going on right now as we speak. Yeah, and, and shout out with the merch and all that, too. Right. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> so we don't know the outcome of that series yet, but the Clippers will be facing either the, the Jazz or the Nuggets. Hopefully it's the Jazz. Um, at least I hope so. Let's keep going. We yeah, got yeah, the... we both hope so. We got a lot of money on the game right now. <laughs> we'll 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 talk about the the betting here in a little bit, but uh, next up we got the Raptors and the Celtics. The Ooh. first game of the second round, we see the Celtics pretty much earned a statement win in my eyes over these Toronto Raptors in Game One. You know of the second uh, round of the NBA playoffs. Yeah, the Celtics kind of jumped out to that early lead. They were almost up. 20 points after the first quarter and they pretty much never looked back three-point shooting were on points um they were just knocking them down they hit 17 which is crazy so they they ended up winning this game 112 to 94 and for me definitely the best series in the east two great defensive teams in my eyes the celtics offense after this week looks really really good and they have so many weapons offensively, um, very versatile. We got Jalen Brown, um, Kimball Walker is full-time now. And you can't forget about, you know, my guy JT. Right. I think this was uh, very two defensive teams, oriented teams. I don't know. I think I will always pick a team that's better offensive to win a series. Right. I think I know where you're going with this. What, who do you have winning this one? No, no, you, who do you, who you have? I got the Celtics. Oh, what? Yeah. I said I had the Celtics last episode, but I'm changing it up again on spot. I, I got Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic Park team, and here's why. <laughs> uh, this is the first ever postseason making or meeting between the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. It should be a treat. I'm a little hungry, right? The Celtics uh, and the Raptors, the Celtics beat the Raptors in the seeding game series three to one, uh, but the defending championships are a deep and talented team. Plus the boycott in the games gave Kyle Lowry some more time to heal that little bitty ankle sprain of his. So I will say this, the Celtics have their own health concerns to contend with. Gordon Hayward is out for the entire series following a grade three ankle sprain. I don't know if dude's ever going to come back to the NBA. Without Hayward, the Celtics must get more production from his big three of Jason Tatum, Kimba Walker, and my guy Jalen Brown. And, and, and especially with Tatum, it's got to be huge on his part, despite his impressive play in the regular seasons and the playoffs thus far. Tatum's only averaged about 12.5 points per game in the four regular season matchups against the Raptors. What's up with that? 
I don't fucking know. The bench play also has to be a factor here, who won that's uh, decisively in Toronto's favor with Sergi Baca and Norm Powell leading the way. And the Celtics hope, you know, they're, they're defensive-minded backups. You keep talking about defensive-defensive. hope their defensive-minded backups can hold their own and knock down a shot or two along the way to keep things relatively close. I don't know, dude. I got Jurassic Park in, uh, did I say six? I meant seven. I got him, I got him in seven going all the way. Um, this series is going to go the full nine yards. Best believe hey, that wallet about to feel lighter than Lou Williams' pockets at their long, hard day at the Gentleman's Club. So I'll say this. I think the Celtics – no, you mentioned Hayward. Funny. You you mentioned Hayward. I think they're the Celtics are actually better without Hayward. And then you mentioned Lowry. He's battling this nagging injury. I just don't think that the Raptors have enough scoring and a, a, a real leader scoring wise down the stretch in late game situations. They relied a bunch on Kawhi Leonard and his production to make their finals run last year. And without right. him. I don't really see them getting past these Celtics because they are a fine oil machine with all these weapons in their arsenal. But I do agree. I think, and I hope for my sake that this series does go seven because it'll be a fun seven to watch. But I, at the end of the day, I got the Celtics winning this one hands all right, down. All right. You feeling lucky over there with the C's. I got you. Yeah. Um, We'll, we'll go into man-to-man worthy or keep it moving, of yep. course. Love it, baby. Let's get into this, dude. This is what I've been waiting for all episode. <laughs> First up on the docket today, we got Marcus Morris. He comes out and says that he is not a dirty player. We've seen, ah. we've seen plays here now again. Um, tell me, is this worthy or are we keeping it moving? Fuck on? this, dude. This guy is dirtier than Shia LaBeouf from the movie Holes, brother. Hit the brakes. Hit the All brakes. Right. Yes, GG's to the Clippers for winning the series. But more props to Luka and the Dallas Mavericks for battling out against a team filled with drama queens, robots, and, uh, yeah, dirty players. So you tell me a guy who had two technical fouls in games one and five, an ejection in game six, let alone being one of the most notable trash talkers in the NBA says he isn't a dirty player and he's not going out here to try to hurt other players been in the league for no one cares but you trying you try to kill this guy brother uh you know me who I'm gonna tell you right now I, I'd buy a lady in over overly priced froze I'd do it all day but no way in hell I'm buying this shit uh you know this guy Luca his brains is angling, angling game yeah you like that one I know you like that one you didn't take it out of the book baby Lucas sprains his ankle in game four. From my point of view, it's an intentional uh, when Morris steps on his ankle in game five. The ball was through the hoop. There's no press defense anywhere except for Marcus Morris. It's like literally attacking him like a football play. Um, you, you look up Marcus Morris. He's done this before. Look him up on YouTube. You, you'll see my guy throwing nut shots and, and knees to the head. The shit out of my face. Right. I think – He's on this, you know, he's on high alert. He's on the Draymond Green status of, hey, if I see this type of action again, right? you know, maybe maybe we'll have to, you know, really step in and, and give you some suspensions. I know we we talked about Schroeder giving the, the hammer dick to uh, P.J. Oh, Tucker. Yeah. Um, another guy. rocked him, dude. He rocked him. Yeah, yeah protected McNuggets at all times. Another guy that, you know, could be considered a dirty play in that. But I think for this guy right here, he's got to tone it back and watch what he does next or the NBA is going to be on his high alert, you know? Yeah. So good. I mean, I mean, good that Schroeder at least got fined 25,000 for hammer dicking somebody. <laughs> um, yeah. Marcus Morris, we'll see in the, we'll see in the next couple of days if he gets fined for, no, you know, he, no, no. Tucker got fined 25 too. I'm talking about Morris. If he karate chops uh, Luca oh, anymore, yeah, yeah. karate yeah. chops him. Well, it ain't gonna be block. anymore, but <laughs> man, that but, shit was, I mean, it was yeah. We'll see. It's um, tragic, but yeah, I, I I agree on your statements there. I think he's he could be considered a dirty player. Um, yeah, no just, doubt. Just clean it up around the edges, of course. Yeah, just clean yourself up, dude. <laughs> um, next up we got Russell Westbrook. He Russell who? What's what? <laughs> Russell Westbrook, my fault if that came out weird. Um, he uh, returns to play in this uh, game five for the Rockets. Is this yeah, uh, worthy or we keep it moving? 
ah, it looks good. 25-minute restriction. They didn't really need him. Houston blew him out. Keep it moving. <laughs> They'll need him in round two. Keep him moving. Wow. Buy the merch. I don't know what else to say. All right, watch out for that merch where you're getting merch launched. By the way, I can't stop looking at you, dude. You got a KC hat on, then you got Titans, and you got Pacers. <laughs> you look insane. <laughs> I'm all over the place tonight, man. I like the baby blue, though, man. You look, it brings out the eyes a little bit, you know? All right, we'll, we'll keep hey, it moving you're on. Trying to hang one. out? You trying to hang out? Right. Um, so next up, we got Danny Green. Danny Green comes in the news yeah. this week, and uh, not only for, you know, knocking off the blazers but uh he wants dogs uh yeah, to sure. be a part of the bubble yeah. is this worthy or are we keeping it, it's moving? dogs dude. let's talk about dogs i like dogs you like dogs i got dogs i got two dogs yeah, i got three we're housing like five animals right now i this this <laughs> this reminds me of one of the accounts that i was on when i was working at uh my previous pr job of course before they said hey intern fuck out of here it's it's covid time dog i said all right i'll keep it moving uh, I helped out with some PR stuff. I was on this account called National uh, Funerals Directors Association. I wrote a story about therapy dogs being present in certain funeral homes to provide comfort, relieve stress and anxiety, and support families and friends trying to manage their grief. Can you imagine how fun it was to write that? Um, no disrespect to therapy dogs, but if your dog is trained, it doesn't shit the floor every 2.7 seconds on a bull named Blue Miss. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Bring them in, baby. Test them up. Make sure the dogs don't have any COVID-like symptoms. Then we'll take you to your seat. Fuck it, dude. Bring, bring like the halftime show dogs back. You know, we're doing flips, like flip jacks, flap jacks, whatever. But put them in the game, coach. I agree. I think maybe bring it to the table again if your team makes it to the Eastern, Western Conference Finals, whatever it may have you, but. I agree yeah, with you on reward. this one. I mean, they're getting the four, the, the up to four guests, but not dogs. Lou Will. I feel, like I, I feel like I can crunch you out some jokes all <laughs> night, bro. I ain't, I ain't going that way. All right. Yeah, I like the therapy dogs. Cool. Uh, so next next up, we got this head uh, coach, Carousel. We got a yeah. whole bunch of notable coaches. We got about 10 on, on, the, on the list. We got yeah. a bunch of openings, five or six coaches. What was this worthy or are we keeping it moving? 3 0, 3 1, hell, 3 6 9. Damn, you fine. Don't make no difference. Cavs and seven buyer merch. Keep it moving. Again with the merch. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll talk about the coaching openings in the offseason. I agree with that. We'll keep it moving for you. Um, last up, of course, we got we to gotta talk about the NBA 2K21 release date this yes, week. Sir. September uh, September 4th. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this worthy or are we keeping it moving here? I love this. It's worthy. Let's hit the brakes here. Considering I just broke my Xbox by throwing it out of a two-story window after I got fucking cooked in the gulag. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be buying the game anytime soon, let alone another Xbox, but got to love to see it. Uh, I'm a broke dude. I'll probably be watching these guys play on Twitch, cry myself to sleep, dreaming about Dame time, come rescue me at some point. I don't know. I'm getting weird with it. Uh, no Xbox, got to love to see it. They got the Kobe edition out. That'd be cool to get a hardcover. Um, quick shout out to the uh, NBA 2K League Season 3. Just wrapped up their season last uh, weekend, this past weekend, having the championship taken by the, the Wizards District Gaming Team winning a series best of – or a best of five series three to one. So shout out to those guys. Yeah, be you getting paid to play 2K, dude? I'd take it all day. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think 2K is a good one. I, I agree with you on the hardcover. I think we got to get the, the Kobe edition hardcover. I've not been playing many, many video games now. School's back in, in uh, full force. But, yeah, I agree with you on this one for sure. Um, I guess that will will do it for Man oh, to Man. It. That's it for Man to Man, huh? Yeah, Man to Man worthy to keep it moving. I guess that is it. Um, thank you guys for staying with uh, staying with us. You guys are listening to Man to Man, the very best NBA show out there, where we bring you the latest topics around the NBA. Our second half of our episode is brought to you by StatiCapper.com. StatiCapper.com is here to help simplify your quantitative analysis in the gambling world. StatiCapper can be used for a whole range of people, whether you are new to betting, trying to learn what a good bet is, or if you've been in the game a while, me and Twesington use it every day to see where we can get an edge for all of our, all of our bets. So go check out StatiCapper.com and help build a community of people who enjoy sports betting and provide useful insights to help 
the community win. What we, what, what, yeah, what? That, that all sounds great, Liam. Uh, <laughs> I'm not feeling too good about this game right now. You got some bets on the docket tonight. Uh, What's going on in this? So, so Hoop and I got a parlay of we're watching a Denver Utah game right now. We got a parlay with Utah minus closing out the series minus two, along with the over, which I believe is two eighteen and a half. Yeah, two eighteen and a half. We got. I mean, the odds were in our favor. They were like plus two twenty. So it was like, oh man, we were talking about man, this might be the best bet of all the playoffs right now. It ain't looking too hot. Score uh, is 88 to 79. Denver's up 11. Fourth quarter, 10 minutes left. Still a lot of time. I don't know. Utah's got to score some points for them to hit that over, yeah. let alone win the game. Right. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I liked the bet on paper when I first saw it coming out. I think the over was definitely the one to go for. Jazz maybe was the, you know, kind of the, the odds to, to kick you into full gear there. Um, to either make that better or miss that bet. But yep. I don't know. I, I still think it could be done. It could be done. You didn't sound confident in that at all. I'm not, but it's you gotta have <laughs> hope when you got money on the line. If you if you're gonna win money, you gotta you gotta be hopeful. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm hopeful to literally yeah, the last second, I guess. I just yeah, man, I got ten minutes. Betting. Ten minutes is a lot of time. We'll see if it gets it done. Obviously. On on our for our dash radio listeners, you guys will already know the outcome when you're listening to this. But this is a little live, live broadcast, a little live leak, yeah, live feed, whatever you want to call it. Man, they are cooking. All right, what we got? We got knickknacks. Uh, we'll stay in. We'll stay in Utah here. Donovan Mitchell announced that he uh, will donate all proceeds of the Adidas D O N issue number two. Uh, he's got a shoe coming out next week. Uh, within the next 45 hours starting i guess monday uh and up to forty-five thousand dollars to a college scholarship fund for the children of jacob blake uh adidas will also match that don't or not match it they'll up it they'll double it to uh, ninety thousand toward the education of jacob blake's children cool stuff d mitch you're like 23 years old good he just hit a three thank god uh yeah so we're good there good good stuff d mitch love to see it brother yeah i agree with that Good to see the young young group of uh, children in the in the world, you know, that have the platform to do it to to start creating change that needs to be seen. I guess the next thing we will do will game of the week. But sorry, fellas and ladies, but this week, due to the boycott, we too are going to boycott the game of the week just because there were not many games to pick from and we think it could be a, you know, kind of a nice gesture for, you know, following in solidarity for the NBA to boycott our game of the week. But Nice words there, Hoop. Thank nice. you. But, Sir Twasington, yeah. please inform us on our player of the week because you know we got our player of the week. Hey, we got week. the player of the week, mate. We got the player of the week. It's- Who do we who we got on our player of the week? You might not guess it, but um, we decided our player of the week is going to be Carmelo Anthony. Okay. Young, young, young stallion, young stud. All right. Okay. 35 years young, however the hell old he is. 36, close enough. 36, 36. Hey, we're, we're, we're man to man. We don't know what the hell is going on half the time. <laughs> uh, so this is why I got to give it to Melo, man, just because he went out with a bang, fucking balled out in that last game. But you got to look at his story, obviously, being depressed. Yeah, I love these guys like J.R. Mello. Being depressed, kind of just going on walks, didn't know what he wanted to do outside of basketball on a daily basis, didn't really know. He was probably just sitting on the couch watching basketball. This guy signed a one-year non-guaranteed deal, just like he did with the Rockets. He started every single game he played in. He won Western Conference Player of the Week in the regular season. He moved into 15th all-time scoring list, and he helped lead the Blazers help lead, lead, lead the Blazers into the lead playoffs. The yeah, lead the Blazers into the playoffs. Um, final game five for the Blazers, 40 minutes. Like I said, played defense the whole time against LeBron, man. What a tough what a tough assignment there. 27 points, seven rebounds, three or four from from threes, man. You got to you gotta give it a hat and give your uh, – tip your hat off to Melo. Yeah, I agree on that one. I think you brought this one to my attention, and I think this is, you know, very – He's very worthy of this this award, of course, for us. 
like to see that battle. He, I'm pretty sure he probably is the one that went to coach and said, hey, I want to be the one to guard LeBron James. Yeah. And he he gave him a couple, you know, a couple of shimmy shakes here and there, a couple yeah. moves left and right. Yeah. So I'd like to see that from him. So I, I, I hope to see Melo in Portland. Yeah. So he said he says he, he got comfortable there. He got comfortable with everybody. Dame, CJ, they got comfortable with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's asked, so are you gonna are you gonna play next year? And you know, Melo, man. Yeah, he's he's a dog. I think he's got a couple more seasons in him. Right. Hope to see Melo in Portland, man. Good guy. For sure. For sure. Let's uh, go into our last segment, of course. Our beloved Pacers. Pacers. (laughs) Yes, so I'll start it here with that to say that the Pacers are officially out of the NBA players. They have left the bubble. But bigger news here for our Pacers. I don't know how you feel about this. I'll ask you um, here in a second. But Nate McMillan has been fired as our head coach. Um, a little background on him just to see, you know, get a story of why he might have been fired. His yeah. record as the Pacer, or overall record is 183 and 136. For um, the playoffs in the Pacers, um, you know, gold and blue, he is only 3 and 16. We never yeah. made it out of the first Terrible. round. We got swept three of the four years. The only time we didn't get, uh, you know, swept. swept was in that game seven against LeBron James and the Cavaliers back in 2017 and 18. Yeah. And the big story around, you know, Indianapolis after this happened, you know, the Indy Star kind of reported that this decision all came from how bad the offense looks um, of the Pacers in the bubble during the playoffs. He signed that one year extension. And then we see later that it's more of a courtesy so he can get that guaranteed money a little bit. We were talking about how, oh, why didn't Pritchard just think of that hair? And then I think he was like, oh, wait, hold up. I'm watching how we got swept again for the second straight. Yeah, guys, can we, you know, retreat this, retrieve this one back on contract negotiation? I think like you were saying, they gave him some money just in case he doesn't have a job for next year, give him some money, kind of lay low, chill. Uh, it, I mean, that's it's a tough let go, right? Nate McMillan, stud, stallion. Um, him and Pritchard have a, a really long relationship together all the way baiting, dating back to Portland. I think they're 11 straight years together, working together. Right. Um, man, it's tough to see. It's tough to see with players being injured every single year. When we took LeBron to game seven, we were all healthy. And right. DeMontis Sabonis wasn't even an all-star yet. So you got to look at it like, all right, so what, what does that mean for other players? Like Vic, I was mentioning how, you know, maybe the, the leaving of, of Nate McMillan is going to influence Vic to stay. I know Vic's got another year on his contract, but Vic did. I think rumors come out that I don't know if he said this or not, but rumors are spreading that he doesn't want to be in Indiana this year, this offseason. He doesn't want to resign with the Pacers. So that kind of gives us in, in league management, okay, now what what can we get? What can we get for Vic? Maybe throw Miles in there for a package. I mean, Vic's got they, you know, he it sucks, man, but we gotta get rid of him, it sounds like. Right. I think that's the biggest thing for Vic is if he if he says he, you know, these these rumors to be true and he says he doesn't want to be here. Um, I think he does have that one more year on his contract worth about twenty one million dollars, I believe it is. And, and go ahead. No, and if he if if he wants to leave, we need to get some value for him. We can't just have him, yeah. you know, just leave the you know the NBA or our team and go find somewhere else in the NBA to play for without getting any value back. So, if we don't aren't a hundred percent sold that he'll resign with us, let's put him in a deal and get rid of him next year. Yeah, I'll tell you, you what, Hoop, it's gonna kill our our roster spot, our number spot on the the top thirty one uh, best looking NBA teams as well. <laughs> Vix, he's a good looking dude. You got Bragi over there. You got TJ, kind of looking weird, but you know he probably pulls. Uh, Miles, if we get rid of Miles, he's he's good look. I mean, guy does yoga. He's gotta be attractive. You say anybody does yoga, I don't even have to look at you, man. You can flex for me all you want, my guy. Um. Hey, we're in 2020. It's cool. Um, so it's tough. To, it's tough to lose. It's tough to lose uh, Vic and Nate. We're thinking about hiring Mike D'Antoni. Uh, the guy had one shit. 
So I, don't know, I think if they're talking about some, some elderly age COVID stuff, you know, I got I, I, I keep those guys away. If they're talking about improving the offense, though, you have to look at Mike D'Antoni and what he brings to a table and what he has for an offense. Even if it's not the seven-second offense, I think there could be a transition into, you know, some sort of offense and better offense, I would say, for these Pacers. But you never know. Um, we'll see how it goes. But I guess if you don't have anything else, Mr. Twesington, I think this episode I, I, is going to be a wrap. Yeah, I, it's a good one. It's a good episode. Um, yeah, a little more on the downside. We tried to bring it up. NBA's back. We appreciate everything that NBA is doing for us. Thank you for allowing us to, you know, have some more content to talk about. Namaste. Uh, merch is cool. Just get it, man. I don't know. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in and hanging out with us on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net. We are Man to Man, the very best NBA show out there. Again, if you haven't, Yet, go get your merch. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you miss our lives. We will keep you updated daily on our social media at Man to Man Podcast on Instagram and at Man to Man or MTM NBA Show on Twitter. Follow, yep. like, share with your friends and family if you haven't already. But with that, we will catch you next week. Namaste to you guys. Namaste. Namaste. Share with your moms, man. Basin Nation. <laughs> Night. It ain't about nothing I'm straight hustling